Welcome to Stage Mom Podcast, a podcast for breakthrough bands and artists. Today we have American Psy. American Psy is an indie rock folk band out of Palm Beach, Florida. I was over the moon when Theo said that he would sit down and chat with me. Because I'm such a huge American Psy fan, I was so scared that I was going to fangirl Theo and scare him off. But I made it out alive, shockingly, and didn't make too much of a fool of myself. It was so good to get to know the guy behind the incredible music. I enjoyed every second of it. Be sure to follow American Psy on all of their social media networks and also go check them out at this year's Sunfest 2022. It's going to be a blast. Okay, so we have American Psy, Theo. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the band and where you're from. Um, I am uh, originally from California. Okay. I uh, moved to Florida after I finished college, and I uh, that was about five years ago. Okay. Um, I had various bands before that, uh, but uh, when I moved here, I kind of started like a new identity, I guess, as a band and. I guess the idea of it was uh, just to use it as kind of a vehicle for my own songwriting. I've been songwriting for a long time, but, uh, you know, bands uh, bands can take many shapes. So I guess the idea was just to have a place where I can record and perform my songs with right. people, you know, other musicians. And, right. And, you know, get a band together and that sort of thing. So, so um, okay, so where did you go to college in California? Uh, I actually went to college in uh, Indiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you went, and then you went to California, and then mm -hmm. you came here. Yeah. What made you come here from California? Um, I got a job here. Basically, that was it. Okay. Just good job. You know, just kind of starting my adult life, sort mm -hmm. of. And, you know, yeah. I I wanted to. I don't know. I, I'm not scared of. I guess. Uh, you know, trying out a new place. Right. I moved around a lot when I was growing up, so I've kind of experienced a lot of different cultures and that sort yeah. of thing so yeah I, ha I have like this like five mile radius of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and i can't move out of it I've, i'm a native floridian i've been in mm -hmm. broward county my whole entire time yeah i'm 46 so well it's beautiful down here so yeah and you know i'm happy you said that because a lot of people that like a lot of my friends that have lived here and then they move away they they start talking trash on florida i'm like well it was good enough for 40 years so i don't yeah. know mm -hmm. so what did you study in high school or, i mean sorry in college uh engineering Oh, okay. I'm an engineer, I guess, by my day job. Sort of. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, that's definitely not in my wheelhouse of things. Like I said, I had a hard time putting the microphone on. <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah. American Side, where where did you come up with the idea for it, and what's the name? What's, what's behind the name of it? Uh, I guess um, I had started when I was in college. Uh, I had this band uh, with some friends called City Mist, and that, you know, I was writing the songs and all that, but I started writing more songs like later on that I guess they weren't inherently like political or like really um, overtly political, I guess, but they, they were just a little more like uh, dealing with like more like societal angst, I guess, than mm -hmm. like teenage angst and that sort of like that sort of thing. So I sort of was thinking I wanted it to be a little more like outwardly looking. Right. Um, uh, so Anyways, I had, like, some a batch of songs, basically, that sort mm -hmm. of, like, spoke to me in a certain way, mm -hmm. and 
I was kind of just, I don't know. I had, I've always, or I, at the time, I had this long list of band names, and I was, like, asking friends for band names and stuff like that. So I had a, a ton of them, and I sort of was just thinking one night, like, runners high. I, I run, too, sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, just thought it would be cool, like, runners sigh. I like the word sigh. I think it's an interesting word, um, and it's kind of interpretable. So then I just thought, like, American sigh, it's sort of like, um, kind of like, I don't know, American Pie, like American uh-huh. Psycho. It's just like a lot, of, there's a lot of things that kind of have that like sort of um, cadence to it. So mm-hmm. I thought it would kind of be, it's sort of a pop culture reference, but at the same time, you know, it's interpretable to your own meaning. And, right. You know, I have, it's, it, I, I guess like when I'm, the few times that I've come up with band names, I like them to be, uh, or my favorite band names of other bands too, are kind of more like, uh, you know, they're open to interpretation. They right. can change, the meaning changes over time. They're mm-hmm. not so like static and, Right. You know, so right. that was sort of the, the impetus for the band name, I guess. Okay. But, uh, it's, it's certainly changed over time. So. <laughs> so how long have you guys been together? America's side. Um, well, I guess, uh, I've been playing it with, you know, as a, as a band called American side for like four years now, maybe four and a half. And, um, you know, the, the lineup has kind of always been constantly changing. Right. It's never stopped really. Um, even though I tried to fight it from uh-huh. changing, but mm-hmm. that change happens. So yeah, um, so yeah, like four and a half years. It's kind of like I said, it just it's just been ever evolving and kind of you know, you know, new people have joined and people have left and you know, it's uh, yeah, it's always been yeah. So yeah, that's basically like four and a half years or so right. playing as the band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my daughter, she's a drummer, and. I, I, get, I totally understand what you're saying about the whole, like, you're trying to stop it from, like, changing and being, like, this revolving door sort of thing. And yeah. Like, it was, like, an unheard of thing. Like, if, like, her band stayed together, like, shockingly for four or five years. Mm-hmm. And until, I mean, she's 19, until the bassist went to, he's at Berkeley now. But it was, oh, like, cool. we could never imagine any other players in that whole game there. Yeah. So I totally understand what you're saying with that. So for anybody that's never heard of American Psy, how would you describe your music? Um, uh, indie rock, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, folk. Um, yeah, that's what comes to mind is folk with, when I listen. Yeah, there's, there's I, I guess like uh, a lot of rock music kind of comes from folk, I think. And um, there's definitely a lot of that influence there. I like folk music. I like rock music, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, melancholy, like introspective um yeah, angsty. Right. That kind of yeah. Just, I guess I, I always feel funny like talking about this, that sort of thing, because it's sometimes like just the way I say it sounds like it could apply to any band almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or any modern band. So it's sort of like what actually distinguishes the band. It's hard to hard to put that into words. Right. Like right. Right. Yeah. And angsty. That word I just recently learned when I started doing podcasts. Yeah. Every band uses that word. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I, I had to go look it up. I was like, okay, I just went with it, and then I yeah. had to look it up. So, um, have you always been in music, or is it something that happened over time, or is your family in music? Or? Um, I have played music most of my life. I started taking, like, kind of music lessons, I guess, when I was, like, four or something, or around that time, and my parents got me, like, those kind of were, like, general music lessons for a couple years when I was kind of younger, and then they turned into, like, piano lessons for Mm -hmm. uh, a long time, so I 
was playing piano through that time and sort of like learning like kind of the fundamentals of like reading music and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and then like around like, you know, when I was like a like teenager, when I just, you know, around like 10 or 12, um, I just other start, you know, people started playing guitar. So I kind of was like seeing other people play guitar. And so I wanted to do that. And like, you know, it's cooler, kind of more like modern instrument, I guess, than mm -hmm. like piano. So I kind of, I sort of, uh, I had this like deal with my mom basically one year where like I was, I was, to, I was supposed to take this like piano exam basically with this like Academy of music kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so she was like, well, if you do well, if, you know, whatever, we'll, I'll buy you a guitar. So that, that was kind of like, then I, I did well. And then she bought me a guitar and pretty much from then I just stopped playing piano because I, um, just was really obsessed with the guitar for mm -hmm. a couple of years. And, um, yeah, I kind of like started like around that time too. Once I started playing guitar, you know, it's it's really similar. This is that's the other. It just goes back to the same thing. It's like a lot of you know American musicians at least kind of have this story of like, okay, well I played you know, this and then I played guitar and then I started writing music with mm -hmm. people. So yeah, just me and a couple of friends started kind of like jamming and playing playing music together and sort of like talking about being in a band and sort right. of forming a band. So then that kind of like bubbled into like like my high school band and then like that sort of like rolled into like uh i call it like i turned that into a band when i was in college and then mm -hmm. basically i at some point in there like we my my really good friend and i brandon he um he still makes music too but um he and i were like playing together we weren't really like uh we didn't think of each other as like singers but we were the only two people that were playing with each other for a while so we kind of like sang and did stuff and and then we wanted to start the band so we started kind of like writing our own songs i guess to to make it a real band okay. um so then we for a couple of years we were like bringing in singers so we had this girl in the band for a while who was singing and then she left and then another friend of ours joined the band and sang and then eventually it was like well we're writing the song so why don't we just sing mm -hmm. but it was sort of this like confidence thing because yeah. we didn't come from like you know the singing background you know it was right. more from like the instrumental side so um so then eventually we started singing and then like you know you grow in confidence and that sort of yeah. thing and then uh just started writing more songs and just kind of led me to hear you know a couple bands later sort of right. thing so right yeah. and like obviously it's good because you have great success like like i you don't know me from adam and i found you and i was like oh my god i came running yeah. in the house screaming to everyone like oh my god i found my new favorite band oh my god and I, it was like i think you're incredible and obviously others do too that you guys are playing Sunfest this year which yeah, is huge like i can't mm -hmm. say how many i every year i tried for my kids band to get in Sunfest, and mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure they laughed at me but that's amazing so how did how did you get notified and how did you feel when when you found out well, uh, it's a long journey, I guess, because like over, we were supposed to play it in 2020. Okay. And, uh, that sort of like, that came out of like, you know, networking kind of around West Palm. I had mm -hmm. like been involved with some like kind of local, the local music scene and, uh, some people that were kind of like supportive of the local music scene. We kind of were in this, I was in like, sort of like a, almost like an, uh, like a, like a tech incubator for bands mm -hmm. kind of for, for a couple months. And so that kind of like, that basically turned into like, we were going to play Sunfest in 2020. Right. Obviously like that was announced. I was really stoked and all that. Then the pandemic happened that obviously canceled it for two years. The whole time kind of, I was thinking like, okay, maybe we'll get, 
you know, maybe we'll get to play it again. I'm not really sure if it's like a for sure thing. Right. And then, uh, so then last fall rolled around and I had like emailed, you know, the people uh, that I had been in contact with, you know, the, the organizers of the event. And, um, and then they kind of sent me this, they're like, all right, well, all the local bands have to submit through this, you know, form. And I was like, oh God, are we going to have to like re like assert ourselves? You know, it was like, kind of like the, you know, I, I didn't necessarily feel like we were owed it, but I, you know, did sort of on some level feel like we, you know, we were right. We were robbed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, everyone was robbed like, yeah. you know, two years ago, so I can't. Uh, it's hard to, you know, wallow in that. But um, but yeah. So, anyways, we ended up basically we submitted and we got it, so I can't complain. And I'm yeah, it was it was awesome to see we're gonna play it again. Right. I'm excited. It seems like um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the stage we're playing on. I mean, a lot of I have a lot of friends playing as well. You okay. know, other local bands and. Um, we're playing with like, uh, or, you know, the stage that we're on is like kind of in our genre, you know, rainbow kitten surprise who you might know, like they're, they're headlining that, that stage that night. And then another like kind of Gainesville band that's sort of doing well is playing with us. So it's, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's gonna be a really cool opportunity. I, uh, it's like sort of hard, I guess I'll know when I get there, but it's sort of hard to wrap your head around, like how many people will be there right, because right. I just, I, I've actually never been to Sunfest, even though I've lived in West Palm for, you know, five years, but, um, I don't know, they say like 30,000 people go on like, yeah. you know, it's th- a huge Thursday, event. so, I mean, that's captive audience, so, you know, yeah. whether they like us or not, they're going to see <laughs> They have no choice, but, um, I hope they do like us. Oh, I'm sure that there's no doubt, there, there's no, I, honestly, I, everybody I talk to, like, even the bands that I've had here. They've heard of you, and they're from Dade County, a lot of them. So, yeah, no, definitely, they're going to they're gonna love you. Um, you had said something about, God, if, if I wasn't so old and had a horrible memory, I'll think of it again. Maybe it'll come up again. It will. So, um, how many EPs do you guys have out? You've got a long list of, of music out. Um, um, yeah, we have, so there's the one EP, like, kind of the first uh, five-song EP that I sort of, like, had like used as sort of a kickstart mm-hmm. like the idea was i just wanted to get some music out there so i had something to like to like draw people back to so right. i put this ep together with a friend of mine and uh, a few other people and uh so that that's like a five song songs for new sincerity and then that uh and then and then just last year we put out the full-length album i guess it's like it's a 45 minute album so mm-hmm. it's a it qualifies um, yeah. nine songs so that's that's all the music basically we have out um, currently it's a lot yeah it is, it's interesting like as soon as you put something out you just feel like you have to like are forced to start working on the music again right. um but yeah i'm i'm proud of it i mean it's it's been a long it was the album process is very um uh challenging so it's, it was right. good to finally and like i had wanted to do like a full album because i never really put out an album mm-hmm. um i had um you know, put various like EP lengths, I guess, but right. never like kind of something that I saw as like an album. So that was kind of the goal of doing that was to put out something longer and like a little bit more like meaningful, impactful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah, that's I was going to one of my questions I was going to ask was what was the most challenging project you worked on? So would that be considered the most challenging thing? Or Yeah. Yeah. Just just because it's a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and, you know, you're kind of like functioning as your own like team i mean you have your bandmates to rely on and certainly like everyone that played on is excellent musician and put in a lot of work um 
but then there's like a whole back end of work where I guess just, just creating the music side of it, just pre-release and all that, you're kind of like, that's, that's a lot of work in and of itself. Cause you're writing, you want to like arrange it, make sure it's correct. There's like so many different like processes you can take to do that. And, um, I kind of, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we decided on kind of a process that we were going to take and then we mm-hmm. ran with it. And that was kind of like what tied the record together, I think right. in the end. So, but, uh, but, but then, you know, you make something and I've, I've made many things before and then you put it out and you don't really want it to fall on deaf ears. So you kind mm-hmm. of have like, the, I guess, you know, the marathon is just starting there. Right. Right. And so, you know, that was kind of something this time where I didn't really want to squander it. You know, you have like this nice piece of music that you believe in, but in order to kind of take it to the next level, you have to kind of like put some more effort behind it. Um, so that was kind of, that was the challenging part for me. It was just like, you know, kind of leading up to the release and post release, like trying to get press and trying to like, you know, play promotional shows and trying to like keep up with social media and trying to like, you know, have like, you know, content, um, as they call it now. And, um, you know, just having things for people to look at and things for people to be excited about. Right. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been challenging, but we, we still have like, you know, we put in a lot of work for a few months and, you know, I've sort of not really been taking an official break or anything, but just kind of like giving myself like a mental break right. around it. But we still have like a lot of, a fair amount of content to release. So, um, What is your recording process like? Do you, do you produce your stuff yourself or what, how do you do it? Um, I've dabbled in home recording i have like a fair amount of equipment myself um uh but i uh so like the first ep i kind of recorded in my my own bedroom Mm -hmm. and then i had like i played drums on it recorded that with a friend of mine who like kind of was a little more experienced than that so it was kind of like a bedroom recording-esque uh venture and after that i kind of realized that i wanted it to be more of like a band and to kind of like put together the music as a band. So I, and you know, I, I'm the part that comes easiest to me or not necessarily the part that comes easiest, but the part that, um, the part that comes more naturally to me is just the songwriting right. because I like just when I listen to music, I desire to write music kind of thing. So right. it's, it's easier to put those together. So I have like a lot of back catalog of songs usually that I'm kind of like, you know, some like, I lose interest over time and then some kind of, uh, they have more, more, uh, staying power. Right. But, um, yeah, I guess for this, like for the full length record we put together, it was sort of like a, I demoed some stuff, like a couple songs here and there. And then, but a lot of it was kind of putting it together as a band. You know, we had like, uh, like it became like a four piece for a while. And so just bass drums, two guitars, two vocals kind of thing. So, we were playing shows. We played a lot of the same songs for a while because changing band members. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so some of the songs, like, like they stuck around, not necessarily uh, because I like loved them mm-hmm. over everything else, but because they were kind of like a little bit like quicker to teach people to play live. Yeah. So we kind of like, we've been playing them live for a while. Eventually, like the process, I really wanted, um, I was sort of like, I guess enamored with like the process of like, uh, like recording it together as a band mm-hmm. because I've had like mixed experiences in the past. Like, you know, I look back on the EP and I like it, but I see like certain drawbacks of having to do it that way. Right. And, um, 
And prior to that, I had done like kind of a full band recording together, at least to start like the song to get like the, the basis of the right. song. So I kind of like thought, well, I know that was successful in the past. So let's just do it like that again. So I basically, we got together as a band on the day of recording and like recorded the songs. Um, not every single song we did like, you know, two songs per day, kind of like that. And so that's that, awesome though. That sort that of, done. yeah, that sort of gave us like the basis. It wasn't like the finality of it. Like it wasn't the final product, but we just had like a solid song within like a day. Wow. And then we could just like build up on it and like retract certain things or like, you know, retract the vocals or like add kind of like the production to it. And, right. and it just made it a lot easier, more comfortable in a way. It, it's more work like leading up to it because you and the band have to kind of like know the song very right. well and be tight to do that. But um, as far as like the recording process, it makes it, it, it can make it easier in certain ways. So that was kind of the, the process and it evolved like we, uh, a lot, basically all the songs were done like that to start, like I said, but, um, but, uh, you know, we recorded in a couple different places with a few different people and mm-hmm. kind of like it, it all ended up sort of just coming together. Okay. Thing, so. so do you write all of the stuff for America's side? Do you, is it a joint? I mean, as far as the lyrics go? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, yeah. Lyrics and melody, I guess, are kind of my, um, Lyrics, melody, songwriting, you know, like the chords and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, I, to varying degrees, like, will kind of give out, like, you know, uh, try to tell my bandmates kind of what I was thinking, you know, on drums or bass or guitar or whatever. But typically, like, you know, I think it's, like, that's one thing that I like about the band aspect, having other people involved, is that they can add their own, like, you know, personality yeah. to it. Um but uh, it, it does help to have, like, one, one person, like, sort of vision on it. So it's, it's I would say it's, like, just, I write the songs for sure. Um, there's there's one song on the record that uh, my guitarist, uh, Ben, wrote. Like, he had this kind of, um, like, chord progression, like, kind of guitar riff thing. And so we, like, he showed it to me. I had, like, a guitar part for it, and then I wrote lyrics and melody to it. Um, so that, the, every other song was kind of just my, my uh, songwriting, but... As far as, like, the actual parts, you know, um, you know, they were the various band members playing, you know, Christian Romano on drums and Jake Ryan on bass and that sort of thing. I love your drummer. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So um, what do you feel that through your career is the best bit of advice that a musician gave to you? Hmm. That's a challenging question. Um... I guess uh, if it feels right, keep going, I guess, okay. or something like that. Right. I, I don't know. It's It changes over time. Right. That was something that's one of my friends said to me recently that kind of, like, struck me just because I sometimes, like, some of the stuff I don't really like doing, not, not necessarily musically, but, like, kind of the other aspect of the band, mm-hmm. you know, social media, right. that sort of thing. Okay. So, um... As far as, like, the other musicians, is there any locally that, you like, give you some inspiration? Or are there any local bands that you feel that give you, like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I got a lot of, um, you know, friends around that, uh, you know, we 
that I, I look up to, I guess, you know, like, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, uh, Surfer Blood was one that, you know, they're kind of like a, I guess, quote unquote, bigger band, you know, JP kind of helped us put together a lot of the record. Uh, and uh, I, I love their music and I think they're awesome. And they're kind of, you know, that's a big inspiration for sure, like locally. And then, you know, other like kind of local bands around us, like Dirt Bike, um, Creature Cage. I yeah, think I you spoke with, yeah, you, you had that conversation with Josh and uh, yeah. we met a while ago and, you know, we have slightly different music tastes, but at the same time we have very similar music tastes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to like, you know, like listen to his music. And kind yeah, of he commented, if you watch his podcast he commented about or maybe it was after when we were talking yeah it was after he was saying how great your music is yeah and it's cool like especially like that kind of relationship because you know we're not playing the same genre necessarily but we still like respect and we like we like each other's music and um yeah you know and like other local uh musicians you know emily blaylock she just Mm -hmm. i I featured some vocals on one of her songs yeah it's a great song change yeah. yeah change so yeah, she. I really liked her EP. You know, um, uh, yeah. Just there's there's a lot of lot of other local bands. I'm trying to you know um, think of some others' name, but yeah, those those are the ones that come to mind. Come to mind. Okay. Um, so if there's another band, a celebrity band, who would you want to collaborate with? Um. Hmm. I mean, I guess Radiohead. I'm wearing a T-shirt. I just got Radiohead. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're celebrity enough. Yeah, they <laughs> <For sure>. are. <laughs> For sure. Highly celebrity. But uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just. I don't know. I wonder what like a collaboration would would look like. But uh, I think it would be a good one. Radiohead, I think it'd be. You know, yeah. It'd be interesting. I mean, anytime you like work with another musician, like it's very interesting just to like see the dynamics and just yeah. kinda, like what you don't know how that they're relationship is going to affect the music so you can like it's it's just always something different you know? right right has anybody ever told you that you look like the singer of a wall nation you probably get it all the time uh no i've not never heard that actually really I, well i don't know what the singer of a wall nation looks like i've never, never seen a picture of it but uh we're gonna fix that and you're gonna feel like you're looking in the mirror okay i'm not kidding sitting here looking like oh my god you look just and i can't think of his name i was trying to mm-hmm. think of his name Okay, a nation. It's funny. Talk about right place, right time. I fell in love with a wall nation when um, when they um, okay. opened yeah. for Fallout Boy, That's and cool. I had not ever heard of them yet. Very similar, like yeah, very yeah. similar. And he's also gotten the he had the longer hair. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, so I saw him open for Fallout Boy. I had no idea who nice. he was, and. Um, fell in love with him Mm -hmm. and then he came to revolution live and iron tom from california yeah yeah. i'm obsessed with iron tom sorry about that yeah (laughs) my god so when i was in high school i had this physics teacher and uh he was this was like you know eight years ago or something Mm -hmm. maybe maybe even longer maybe almost nine or ten but like anyways yeah my teacher was like oh my brother's in this band like they're like in la they're like pretty cool they're called iron tom and i was I was like, okay, whatever. But then, like, late years later, I kept hearing about them, and like, it's the the same guy, like his brother, is like in that band. I I don't really, I listened to them a couple times, right. but I haven't really. Anyways, it's just a weird connection. That's that. funny. That's funny. Yeah, when I saw, like, it was the first time I had seen them. They were opening for AWOL Nation. Mm-hmm. Them and um, 
forget the name of them, but they're very popular as well. But um, I was like, oh my God, this band, like the show they put on, mm-hmm. I was like, there was moments because I brought my, my daughter to it. There was moments where I thought I was going to strip. But I was like, I had to cut the video. I was like, oh my God, he's literally going to take his pants off right now. <laughs> but but um, he stopped. But his belt did come up. So, but... <laughs> But it was quite a show. If you have, if they're ever around, you you definitely want to see them. I yeah. definitely need to. I'm I'm actually shocked they haven't made more success than they have because they're really very good. Harry, his first name is Harry. Mm-hmm. That's what. Okay. And you know the um, guitarist is the son of someone from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of I'm sure. You're... Yeah, there's that's something I've learned too with music. It's there's so many connections and like. Oh yeah. If you, Bands that I played with in high school played with Iron Tom and, you know, just other bands. There's always, like, right. these kind of weird connections. Yeah, but it's funny, like, yeah. me, someone from Florida, they're just, like, they're pretty much a local band over there doing their own mm-hmm. thing, their own way through their little tours. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm sure they know that I'm a fan because I did reach out to them and ask them for the chords to their um, oh, cool. people, like Elijah. But they didn't have, they just said that they just kind of, no one ever did the, <laughs> the, the um, oh, God, the tabs. He okay. said that there's no tabs out because I wanted my daughter's band to cover it because I just loved that song. But you know how it is. So anyhow, yeah. but it's funny how that works. Like they came here to open for them, and then they right place, right time. You know, yeah. I'm sure they grinded. Next it. year they'll be playing Sunfest, maybe yeah. or something. Maybe I don't know. I know you are. <laughs> so okay. So what's the most valuable lesson that you have learned in the music industry? Um, most valuable. I guess I would just say the same kind of like the, if it feels good, keep doing it because mm-hmm. it's, um, I guess, I don't know. I don't really feel like I have any like super sage wisdom about that. I, that I learned, I I'm trying to think, I guess, you know, just having like determination, I guess in mm-hmm. general, I think was key to completing like the album that we did because I don't know, you know, we, we were in the process of recording it when the pandemic started right. And, um, you know, so that kind of like gave us a few months where we like, we just weren't meeting at all. And then slowly we started meeting up and recording and it was kind of like, oh, should we finish it or should we just put out the songs we have? But, um, I guess eventually you just, I just like defined what it needed to be, which was like, you know, this, this batch of songs, we need to finish this and that'll kind of like complete Mm -hmm. it. And I guess just defining what I wanted and just actually doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. So, determination, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, who do you compare yourself to if there, if you were to do that? A lot of bands say that they don't, like, compare themselves to others, but... Uh, in terms of, like, sound? Yeah. Or, um... Uh, I don't... Uh, let me see. I gotta think about it for a sec. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Um... <laughs> like it's so funny because like the only list music i really listen to is like you know uh like music that sounds like us but without my asked it it's like hard to come up with uh, <laughs> of course i don't know i guess like spoon or like you know arcade fire i mean okay. it's hard to it's hard to say bands without like some certain bands like like Arcade Fire, they're huge. And yeah. Like, and and Radiohead, I would like to compare ourselves to, but it's like hard to because they're so like big and. Uh, but I mean, those are like who I guess like I draw inspiration from those bands, so I like to 
kind of just I, I like to think that we are right of a similar vein but also like more poppy stuff you know um i don't know what's on the radio these days i don't know um yeah i, I don't know walk <laughs> the moon or something like that right right you know, maybe something more poppy i definitely like don't i try not to shy away from making things poppy because mm-hmm. that's what i usually like mm-hmm. you know i, I like to I, I don't know i like the like interplay between like the poppy aspect of like you know rock music like more like catchiness and then like the kind of like abrasive like um more like noisier side too mm-hmm. so so you would say radiohead and arcade fire are your musical inspirations yeah yeah they're good ones yeah so okay so before you came to florida you were in california and you said you did music over in california as well yeah, yeah. what's the difference with i actually had a band a local band a california mm-hmm. band on my podcast um and they were they're super cool um uh funds for jimmy it's already been out so if you ever have a minute yeah um what's the what do you feel the difference is between the local scenes here and there and who do you think has a better local scene um it's hard to say i guess just because i've changed in time since Mm -hmm. i've been involved with it yeah um i and and I guess like I was in kind of a micro scene of like I grew up like in the Bay Area like North North Bay. Okay. So it was kind of like a little bit insulated. Like it was sort of we were sort of related to the like San Francisco scene. Um, I would say the the local band scene here in California are different in the sense that um, I don't know Florida is just very isolated from the rest of the country because it's especially in South Florida because we're at the bottom of the Panhandle. Yeah. So if you want to play out of town, you're either, like, playing, you know, in Florida or in various places in Florida. But if you want to get out of Florida, it requires, like, a significant amount of effort to kind of go out there and Mm -hmm. do that. So um, I guess, like, the, you know, in California, you have, like, a fair amount of cities to play. There's a lot of people, Mm -hmm. similar to South Florida, too, but but it's kind of easier to to do, like, out-of-town shows and gig like that and um and and the same i guess for the same reason like there's more like uh music uh like opportunities there you know there's more labels there right. there's more like people there's more like producers studios that sort of thing um so i guess like in just comparing them it's but it's also more saturated in california too i guess there's more there's more people like trying to do it actively and and you know uh so it's, I don't know, it, it could, it could, you could say it's more competitive here, but you could say it's more, it's less competitive here because we're all kind of in the same pool mm-hmm. together. Um, so I don't know. I don't really have any like big distinctions, but mm-hmm. I, I, one thing I like about the South Florida, um, you know, music scene or like the band kind of scene, like local band scene is that there's not like, there, there is like competition between Mm -hmm. bands like there's that kind of feeling of like you know jockeying for the same gig but uh at the same time like no one moves here like to very few people move here to like become a musician so there's no like there's not as much like snootiness in that way like people if they're like if there are any people that are snooty usually they already moved you know to try to pursue it somewhere else um not necessarily a bad thing or anything but just just People that are around here, like, they're usually from here, so they're doing it more just because they like it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 100% right. Like, um, I've been a part of the scene, co-part, a mother of the scene, mm-hmm. 
for yeah. like my daughter's 19 she's been playing in bars since she was 13 so yeah. it was yeah. it but it's like a big family this yeah. local scene here it really is and like they'll plan showcases invite your band like there was only one band which will remain unnamed that was like their competition but i think it was because they were the same age because they started young and yeah it's they were playing with the older bands but then there was that one other band that was the same age so they felt yeah. a little you know intimidated by them so you automatically are not allowed to like them right so but it is what it is and it's, i'm sure now they are all friends <laughs> yeah it's hard to avoid like the competitiveness of music it is because you're constantly comparing yourself to people that you're listening to like yeah. musically or in popularity or like especially with social media it's like really easy to just compare yourself so mm -hmm. um yeah it's nice to just kind of have more of like a mutually beneficial right. relationship with other bands down here and that's something that like that's something that's made like social media easier for me is just like i don't feel pressure necessarily to like uh i, I don't know to it's I, I just try to be more positive right. to the to the other bands and like just because it's like i know that like if i comment on this band's post like you know it'll one make them feel good two i like what they posted mm -hmm. or, or three like they'll probably like want to do the same to me right. and that'll help me um, so it's it's kind of like grow together yeah. and that's that's also something that i like about music in general is just like the like one there's like you know a band like radiohead is like huge but then like all the members like have their own kind of like side projects or other things that they yeah. do that are like can be successful in their own right and kind of like mm -hmm. stand apart but then people that you know find out about like johnny greenwood through like the scores that he makes like could they might not even know about radiohead right. might, you know so it's it's sort of like just that like web you know the yeah. connections and all that's that. true but, um there's a band up in palm Beach. they were my first guests when i started the podcast and we met them at a show, oh, yeah. and they became, like, my sons, because I don't have any boys, mm -hmm. just girls. And they're, like, best friends with my kids' band, and it's, like, that's their Palm Beach connection. Mm -hmm. But, like, they've become so close. It's just really, it, it was nice to be a part of that um, up there. I don't know if you've ever heard of Young Fiction. They play around up in um, Palm Beach. Once or twice, yeah. Such good, nice, nice kids. I really, well, awesome. they're in their 20s, and well, they're kids to me, but. It's just yeah, it's it's all relative. <laughs> it is right. Yeah. Okay, so venues. What's your favorite venue that you've played, and do you have a dream venue to play? Um, yeah, I, I guess like, I guess my favorite venue that we played was probably Respectable Street, mm, just because it's like, it's really the only one in West Palm that's like has a significant stage that you can like you're kind of above the audience you have like a deep stage there's a room space to move around in the sound system is good um um you know there's pros and cons to every venue but um but that that's one of my favorites down here and then recently we played like at the center for subtropical affairs oh yeah that's is, a good one too yeah I, I was uh you know they like i said every venue's got its pros and cons but i liked the just the venue in general it was very like cool like with all the tropical plants yeah. and then they had the like they had like all these different areas they had like a guy making pizza on one side mm -hmm. and like you know a lady selling tea and like doing tea demonstrations and stuff so it was cool okay had a fun time what's your dream venue to play um yeah good question i guess like uh coral sky amphitheater oh yeah 
God. Yeah, that's a good, good. I wonder if. Yeah, just kind of seeing that. I did have like a little. Yeah, no, you know, like the other bands that I've had, including my kids' band, um, they love those warehouse shows. How do you mm-hmm. feel about them? Like, because you mentioned you like the stages up higher at Respectable Street. Um, but they like these warehouse shows where you just kind of go and like, it's probably like a 50 person max capacity and they yeah. shove like 200 people in there. And yeah, well, I mean, aside from like the danger of I think they're cool. I mean, I think that's a good, that's a good way for people to play. I haven't really done too many warehouse shows myself just because it's, I don't know, as I've gotten older, like my my bar for like playing a show is a little bit higher just because it's 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 pretty significant effort to like get out there and do it yeah when you're younger it's kind of like oh i just really want to play a show Mm -hmm. so you'll just do anything but um i mean we just played like in a warehouse like we we played in the studio that we record in but we kind of like opened the bay and like played for the uh, audience outside and that was really fun because it was like a cool one yeah yeah it was low pressure and it was just like good good time to like spend with friends and i so I mean, anytime people are playing music, like more power to them, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's cool to get people together. Just, it's that's. I think that's the cool thing about like a warehouse show down here. Like you're saying, they pack like 200 people in. It's like, it's hard to get that many people at like a proper venue sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes like the allure of like it being in a warehouse makes it more right. fun for people. Plus like all the like you know debauchery that right. they get into. But then, yeah, it goes back to like the unsafeness, which uh-huh. I feel like I'm old now for saying that. But it's like, you know, shit happens. And it's people, true. You know, there could be fires, and I don't know. It's, I don't know. Just it's there's laws for a reason, but yeah, you know, people do things that are illegal all the time. So it's true. So I, I take it you've never played underground coffee house, then? No, we haven't played that. Before. Okay. That's a safety hazard in itself. <laughs> Just so you know. I noticed. The, the floor, like, you're in there, and the floor, you're literally, you, it's, as soon as you oh, open you the door, you have it. to walk straight upstairs. Uh-huh. So you're dragging all your gear upstairs. Yeah. And then the floor is like, it's everybody, everybody loves playing this venue, but mm-hmm. the floor is, lit, you're literally, like, someone has to hold the speakers. They're going to fall over. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. safety hazard. Yeah. So, okay. So do you have any groupies? Local groupies? Um, crazies? Not, not really. I guess they're like, uh, we we're, you mentioned PBA a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. we had like a pretty significant like PBA, uh, like students from PBA coming out to our shows for a while. We still do. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, Emily went there and she was a, she was a fan of ours and she was kind of in that scene too. So, okay. um, so I guess, I don't know, that would be our kind of like, there's no stalkers or anything. No, no, not at least not the, that you know of. <laughs> no, not that I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what's do you have any like crazy shows, like and crazy things that have happened at shows, like any crazy stories? Um, let's see. I got a couple. I don't know. I mean, the most interesting, the most. I'm probably forgetting something, but the the funniest one was like I was in high school and we. My band was really excited to play this show in uh, in San Francisco because, like, as like a teenager band, you kind of get like targeted by like pay to play shows where you have to sell tickets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And this show was like not like that. It was like the first time we were like, oh, we're just gonna like play on a stage in mm-hmm. the Mission District and it's gonna be really cool. And um, 
but uh, we left like after school and we were supposed to play that meet there like you know six or seven to like play we were going to be the opener so we were all like you know we went down like three different cars to get all our gear and um and when we got to the venue we like there was a fire lane so we were able to kind of like use that to unload our gear but then the problem was we're in downtown san francisco and there was no parking anywhere so we're like oh crap what are we gonna do like we have to play it and we we got all our stuff out and it's like you know we're already like way past the like time we were supposed to like load in and do everything Uh so it's like the time we're supposed to start is essentially when we got there. Oh, so we're like, oh, crap, like we really don't want to lose this gig. So we find part, a couple of us find parking and then we kind of like come back to the venue and we're all getting all set up and everything. And somebody's like, Oh, where's, where's like our lead singer? Like where, where's Gabe at? And, uh, and, uh, you know, they're like, Oh, he's looking for parking. Like you can find it. And we're like, well, somebody text him. Like, because like, he might, you know, this, the lot that I was in, like might be, fine but it was like a long walk and and so we were all setting up we're getting everything set up and the venue were like getting increasingly like mad at us yeah impatient <laughs> because we were way over our, the time that we were supposed right. to start and so at this point they're just like there's like you guys can start playing now or you're not playing at all you know and you're only getting like this 20 minute set so we're just like we're just like okay <laughs> and like i said like me and the my other friend brandon had been like writing a lot of the songs we knew how to sing them it just was a matter of like our confidence i guess so we were just like well i guess we're just gonna play it like this oh no <laughs> and so just we just played like our like 25 30 minute set and just did all our songs and um and then as like right after we finished like our, our lead singer gave no it took him that long <laughs> yeah he walks in and like we're kind of like sort of like we just finished so we're kind of like taking off our gear and it like kind of looked like we were setting up or something so he comes up to the stage he's like all right when are we starting and we, just, we had to look him in the face and just tell him we had just we're finished done. our set and we're not, we're not playing. oh that's funny yeah the, and then the whole rest of the show was metal band it was like this weird like i don't know how we got on that that uh stage but it was it was right it was it was a learning experience you know about time management mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah but yeah that was funny that's funny yeah, <laughs> yeah it was unfortunate yeah well I don't know. Stuff happens, it right? does. All right. So I got a few questions under my mom. You can tell mom anything segment here. Okay. Okay. So what's your biggest fear? Um, disappointing my parents. Aw. Tell mom that. That's so sweet. They must be super proud of you. I think they are. Yeah. 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 Are they still like, are you living way? Uh, yeah. They live in California. So. Yeah. All right. So, do you have a significant other? Uh, not currently. No. no. Okay. <laughs> All righty. What is your Thank spirit you. animal? Um. Uh, <laughs> turtle, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But, sir, are you slow? <laughs> I don't think so. I just like the color green, and I like... Oh, it's my husband's favorite color. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he used to walk around in this, you know, those old Adidas, was it Adidas or Puma mm-hmm. jogging suits? I think they've finally come back, but he was wearing that silky green thing uh, forever. It's yeah. like the elastic is worn out in the pants. He's so, <laughs> like, oh my Long God. Down. So funny. Okay. So what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in front of someone you've liked? <sighs> um... I don't know. I guess just like snorted, you know, just laughed and like 
like, you know, <laughs> kind of like snort where you like laugh and snort yeah. at the same time where you're just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I can't. <laughs> All right, well, that's fine. What do you feel is your greatest weakness? Um, overthinking. Okay. Things. Yeah. Start to overthink. I overthink everything too, and then I start to like overthink my overthinking pretty much, and then it yeah. starts to play mind tricks on you, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, it just yeah. compounds on itself. Yeah, it is. It's like a horrible ripple effect. All righty. So you write your songs. Have you ever written any songs about, you know, an ex or someone you were with at the time? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, most of them are kind of about people and relationships, other yeah. people and that sort of thing. Do they know who they are? Um, I'm trying to think of any would. I don't think... No, not to this point, although I feel like in the future it's going to happen because I'm like, you know, I keep in contact with people and stuff like that. Right, Certain right. People, so, I don't know. But, yeah, I uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about this, like, the past few years because I've been following this one band um, called Toth. Okay. I don't know if you know him, but he was he's in this band called Rubble Bucket and, like, you know, I don't want to like start any drama or anything, but basically, like him and the him and the main girl in the band like were together for a long time, and then they like had like a like they divorced or they broke up or whatever it was. But then the band like kept going, and then he kind of started his own side project, and like all of his songs are clearly about that like really long relationship. Right. And I read like when he was doing an AMA on Reddit, and somebody asked him like, "Oh, like how do you write like such like a vulnerable song about somebody that?" you know, you're still, like, have a, like, band relationship or whatever with, and, like, obviously, like, she knows the songs right. about her, you know, that, the, and he just, he was like, yeah, I just sent her the song, and I just asked her what she thought about it, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a funny, like, way to handle it, because it's very, like, and, and I like that, too, is just, like, being honest and upfront, but, uh, you know, I think some time has to pass, because your, your process, I guess songwriting can be like a form of therapy. You're kind of like processing yeah. your emotions. So, you know, sending it to somebody that it's about right after it happened might be like kind of counter. Yeah. It might not be helpful. Yeah. And obviously if you're like spreading a bunch of lies about them or like yeah. talking in a really negative way that like, it's probably best just to keep it anonymous. Right. You know? But you know, I have, it, it, you know, certain songs like are, I try to like, I don't try to shroud it in, like, mystery, but I don't really like lyrics that are so, like, particular that they could only be talking about right. the person. Right, like, this is definitely about me. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, it's more fun to listen to music and more interesting to kind of leave it a little bit, like, interpretable. Right. And more, uh, yeah, just interpretable for people to take their own meaning and apply it to their own life, I guess. Right, right. So, and I guess in general, like, I don't usually sit down to write a song about one you know, situation or experience, it's usually kind of like, it's sort of like the entire experience of what's happening. Like, and you know, if you have a relationship with somebody like that's, you, you know, that's only one aspect of your life Right. at the end of the day, you know, you have to do other things in your life. And so I try to like, when I write a song, sometimes it's like when multiple things converge on like the same feeling or right. the same, like kind of like, uh, yeah, or just, they feel like they, kind of like rhyme together you know right what I mean? like yeah similar situations happen in like work and personal life and that sort of thing right okay that's a good way to look at it though because like i can see exactly what you're saying like 
there's so many same emotions about such different situations, but you're having the same feelings towards the different situations. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, I asked about that. What, who is your celebrity crush? Um, I guess when I was a kid, it was Jessica Alba. I guess it's still applies. I think everybody's had her, right? <laughs> she was exactly the same as when you were a kid. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, what do you know is true that no one else agrees upon? <laughs> That's an interesting question. <laughs> what do I know is true that no one else agrees upon? Like, no one in the world or just, like, in generally speaking? I think it's in generally speaking. Um... I don't know if I have an answer to that. I mean, I don't know that many true things. I guess, <laughs> I guess, I think, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't really have an answer. I don't think I have an answer to that. Okay. All right. I can't That's think of fine. anything. At least, I, I, it's, yeah, it's a deep question, I guess. It's, <laughs> I'm such a deep person. <laughs> I barely know how to turn the microphone on. <laughs> That's fine if you don't have an answer. I probably don't have an answer either, so. That's a challenging question. It is. Can you ask it again? I'd... Sure. What do you know is true that no one else agrees upon? I guess Radiohead is the greatest band ever. <laughs> That's a good answer, though. I I, yeah, I feel like nobody else says that. But I say it. I love Radiohead. Well, Radiohead fans say it, so I guess some people agree on it. You know, Joshua, his answer, like, he told me that he thought that Anthony Kiedis was overrated. Oh. And I oh, did not okay, agree okay. with that. Oh, so you gave like a little hot take. Yeah. All right, so maybe I could get a hot take then <laughs> separately. I don't even know. I'm not in that kind of mood. <laughs> okay. So what life lesson did you learn the hard way? Hmm. Um, dang. I learned the hard way. I'm overthinking these because I'm really getting Because you're like, put on the deep. spot. That's I'm like, I'm really going deep where I'm just like, <laughs> what? It's like a on life lesson. Oh, you know what? I uh, just, I guess, you know, uh, things that might seem on, inconsequential to you can like have really profound effects on other people. Yep. And it's important to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, just, uh, I don't know, I guess there's a lot of experiences that, like, taught me that, but, uh, but yeah, just, I, you know, I guess it's, it's just good to be mindful of, like, how, like, the choices that you make, like, you know, can kind of, like, butterfly effects mm -hmm. kind of hurt other people or you screw up something for them. So. Yeah, that's true, though. That's true. I, I, don't tell. Have, I don't have a specific example. No, between the um, question that I asked where you uh, don't want to disappoint your parents and then that answer shows you're a good person. Yeah, well, that was sort of a joke, too. I just, <laughs> oh. I mean, not, not that. Oh, I, no, you don't want to disappoint Of course it is. It, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, fear. Of, it's more of a fear of failure because I don't want to, like, you know, I want to, everyone wants to succeed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love my parents, and you know, I I hope they uh, yeah a mutual mutual success. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? People want to see other people succeed. People want to succeed themselves. So. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so do you have any other hobbies or interests outside of music? Uh, yeah, I um I been pretty into rock climbing for a oh, while. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I'm not, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, a current hobby. It's been kind of, like, an ongoing hobby. Um, so you've actually went and done this, like, on yeah. something other than an, a fake amusement park rock climbing wall. Yeah, yeah. Why oh, are we so scared? I've done it, like, or I did it a lot more in college. Like, down here, there's really not many rocks. Yeah, so I've, But I've gone to, like, you know, Project Rock many times. and So I, I keep up with it a little bit, but... Uh, but yeah, that that and like hiking, um, like backpacking, like camping. Um, mm-hmm. I like to go canoeing, um, that sort of thing. Like yeah, outdoors. outdoor stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, I'm a, I'm a little peely right here because we had a picnic at the park last week all day long. Oh yeah. So it goes to show how often I do that kind of stuff. If I'm peeling from there's just a few hours at the park. Because <laughs> the sun sun stays out here sometimes. It really... You would never know I'm a native Floridian. Well, sometimes you just you're out there for like you know especially when you have pale complexion. Yeah. It's like an hour like unprotected can mm-hmm. really really destroy. You. It can. It, it can. Scared. It's so painful. <laughs> So, other than the rock climbing and the outdoor stuff, what do you do on your spare time? Because um, you have a full-time job, right? Yeah, I mean, I work. I guess that's not really my spare time. It's right. just my work time. Um, you know, writing music. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, lately I've just been very, like, I've just been dealing with some, like, in, like personal life changes. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but, uh yeah, I guess all those all those outdoor things or, like, spending time with friends and mm-hmm. getting drinks or getting dinner or going to a movie or kind of, like, last night I saw... Or, or going to watch other bands, you right. know, going to see music live and um, going to see art. Went to the Botanical Garden a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, nice, yeah. That was nice, you know. I've been trying to read a little bit now. Like, I've been sort of, like, slowly getting more into reading and, uh, again, I guess, you know. What do you like to read? Um, I don't know. I usually just find the most like pretentious book on the internet I can yeah. find, and then I'm like, I'm like, I'm reading this. I've been trying to read like uh, Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace for a long time, but I've never really gotten like more than like a hundred pages in because it's mm-hmm. just such a like mammoth book. Uh, but one day, one day I will. Yeah. My my good friend, um, just he's like a big book guy, so he mm-hmm. like we um, he gave me like one of his books recently. It was called like The History of Motion. Okay basically like a about like the wheel and transportation through like history like how they like made the wheel and then it like eventually became the car and so how we kind of like um yeah i also like you know like jack kerouac and kind of like just i don't know uh, like romantic kind of books like that where they're just kind of like slice of life like people just doing things and then the book just ends and yeah my daughter is a big reader i don't know where she gets it from but if her room wasn't such a mess I would show it to you, like, her whole, under her bed, mm-hmm. is just stacked with books. Oh, like, wow. it's just, and she's read pretty much all of them, I think. Nice. Like, her day out is, let's go to Barnes & Noble, I'll sit in the car. Oh, nice. And I wait for her to go in, and I'm like, yeah. It's just so funny how you can be so different. Like, and yeah. she came from me, and I have, and her father is definitely far from a reader, a reader, so. Yeah, my parents don't really, I mean, my mom plays music. Mm-hmm. They don't, neither of my parents really, like, actively, like, 
play it. My mom plays guitar and a little bit of piano and sings, okay. but you know, it's not like an active, like all ongoing part of their life. So, right. and, and nobody else really in my family at large, like my extended family, um, does music. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, kind of just develop your own personality and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, she's like one of my very best friends, but we are so different. Like, I could think a guy's cute, and I know she's going to think he's ugly. If I think he's <laughs> ugly, I know she's going to think he's the hottest thing in the world. Uh-huh. And even with clothes, I think that it's a horrible <laughs> outfit. She's going to love it. So it's like yeah. I literally, that's how I live my life with her. It's like, oh, well, she'll like it. I hate it. Let me get it for Mackenzie. So that's, yeah. She teaches you the subjective nature of yeah. things. You know, everything kind of is, or a lot of things are just up to the opinion. of Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Okay. So I have rapid fire right now. Okay. All I right. thought we were already on rapid fire. No, no, no. That's the <laughs> You Can Tell Mom Anything segment. Oh, okay, okay. We, we haven't gotten we're to rapid fire now. Okay, okay, sir. Okay. Let's see if you can do it, though. Okay. And I tell every band this. No one's ever really been able to do it. Is it they, a yes or no thing? Well, like... that might be the problem. I might be the problem of not, them not being able to be successful at this because okay. the questions. I tried to get better questions where they're a little bit more rapidly. So, okay. Okay. But they're not yes or no. Okay. Okay. Money or happiness? Happiness. Okay. Would you date a fan? Yes. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um. <sighs> See, this is where I get everyone. <laughs> are, I don't know. Uh, waking up before the alarm goes off. <laughs> My husband sets an alarm. If he had to wake up like seven, and if he's worried he's not going to wake up, He'll set like four alarms throughout the night and mm. just so he knows he has a few more hours of sleep. He's like, I'm like, but you just woke yourself up. <laughs> You're in their sleep. So, okay. What is your favorite color? Green. Green. Okay. Got it. Um, what's your favorite word? Um, angst. <laughs> <laughs> what is your hidden talent? Um, I can solve a Rubik's cube. Can you? Fast? Pretty fast. Yeah. Awesome. I never ever was able to do that. Do you believe in soulmates? No. Okay. Right, I forgot this was rapid. <laughs> it's okay. It's still you're still beating everybody. All right. Yeah, Blowing them yeah. out. All right. Who do you feel is the most overrated musician? <sighs> um. Sorry. <laughs> I just feel like I just like I don't want to insult people. I know. Have to... you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like. Oh, it was overrated. I'm like, it's not coming to me, but I'm like trying to get cycled through. Like, who's popular right now? I don't know, Sam Smith. Oh, really? Interesting. My daughter just said, we haven't seen Sam Smith in a while. He needs to make a comeback. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I, I only knew that, like, one or two songs of his that I really liked. But Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Um, dang top of a mountain okay interesting it'd be really cold we went to north carolina no it was we were in tennessee it was right like the line mm-hmm. we rented a house this past summer and i'm telling you right now i will never do that again like i have to make sure the house my husband was like oh we gotta get something high we have to do this you know mm-hmm. we're from florida yeah Oh, my God. There was a time we were driving, and the car started going backwards when I hit the brake. Because he was yelling at me. I'm trying to get up this oh, thing. Wow. It was like a 90-degree turn up, straight uh-huh. up. And 
He was yelling at me saying, you have to hit the gas and the wheels are spinning. And I'm like, I'm hitting. Oh my God. Let me, we, I finally made it to the top because we had made a wrong turn in a freaking mountain. And so he, we were yelling at each other so bad to start off our vacation that this lady came out of a house. Wow. Then are you okay? <laughs> 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 He's getting thrown off the mountain. But yeah, next time I do that, I'm going to make sure that it's a little bit lower down because that was, that was torture. Yeah. I wouldn't leave the house, the cabin at, at dark because like if we went out and had drinks or something, there was no way in hell I was going to be driving back through that yeah. crazy madness. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful out there. Yeah. The Half of them don't even have like guardrails, nothing. You're yeah. just like dropping. You're done. That's yeah. it. Just gotta yeah. have that trust. <laughs> Not my husband, I'll tell you that. The guy can't do two things at one time. Um, okay, so. What is your favorite show? Uh, Lost. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, my husband had watched that before me, and then he made me watch it, and then my daughter watched it. But how do you feel about the finale? I uh, feel like they sold out. Is this part of the rapid fire? Oh, no, we're done with it. That was the oh, no, last rapid fire. Right. I, I, uh, I really, I don't know, it's been a while since I saw it. I didn't think it was bad. I thought, you know... Like, there's so many unanswered questions in that show that mm-hmm. to, like, ex- expect them to all be answered is sort of, like, not the point. So it kind of, I like the fact that the ending was sort of, like, ambiguous and definitive. Like, it sort of, like, answered all the questions, but also kind of left it open to interpretation. I think uh, I think people are too hard on finales of shows. It, like, lets them, like, kind of ignore, like, all the, you know, it's more about the journey, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm I, maybe my problem was I never ever write with anything, and the whole time I was thinking this is what it's got to be, and then oh, like that's prediction. what yeah. yeah, and then I was like, what? I figured it out like, but it was, oh, so, uh, well, so what my interpretation oh, okay. was of it like I had figured I was just like I, I don't know I mean it made sense that that's what it was but you're right there's so many still there's so many unanswered questions yeah in that but at least I feel there were. Yeah, def- there were, yeah, countless. I've, I've tried to rewatch it a few times. Like, I saw a few years ago, they have this, like, edit of it where it's, like, all chronological. Oh, really? And so I tried I tried for a long time to, like, watch it chronologically. And, you know, I only got, like, a few episodes in. But, but yeah, I'd love to rewatch that at some point. My, I think my kid, sure. my daughter, she's watched, I think she did four, four times. She watched it four times? Yeah, she, would, she watched it four times. Yeah. That's she's, awesome. She loved that. So, okay, so we're done with the rapid fire, and yes, you were by far better than all the other bands all right. to date. Let's go. So, anyhow, what's um, next for you guys, other than Sunfest? Any other any shows coming up? What, what are you guys doing this year? Um, Sunfest is the big plan right now. We're, you know, we're kind of, like, sort of getting ready for that, just, um, you know, trying to make the most out of that, you mm-hmm. know, get, like, photography and uh, videography and recording and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about going on like a kind of like a tour in the like like probably around june okay um and we have an ep that's sort of close to being finished probably a couple more songs will go mm-hmm. on to it but um that's sort of the that's that's basically the only planned stuff everything else will probably just be right. spontaneous right okay um okay you have merch uh yeah we have we do have t-shirts um they're on our band camp okay or but you, you can get to it through our website americanside.com okay um they just you know say american side they're like a five color print which is like the most like extravagant 
print screen printing you could do, which like I didn't really understand when we did it, but um, so uh, but they look really good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anything? All right. So American site. Do you have um, Twitter and Insta and um, TikTok? Do you do TikTok? Uh, no, not really. Okay, I'm, I, I consider myself a millennial. Um, <laughs> I think that's like the dividing line is if you're, is that what you're, it is? On, okay, if you're on TikTok or not. You know? Okay. Cause I had someone tell me, Kim, you know, you have to be on TikTok. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cool platform. I don't knock anyone for being on it, but I guess you kind of have to make decisions about what you can and cannot spend your time doing because yeah. there's that's too true. many too much to do yeah no you're absolutely right with that it's hard enough with just like i said the microphone making sure that's on so exactly you know just doing the technical stuff and yeah we we have instagram we're mostly active on instagram we have a facebook it's usually just kind of reposted stuff from instagram um and then our website and you know uh and and yeah we have a twitter too okay it's kind of like our domain right now okay all right so anything you want to say before we go or um no no thank you for no thank you i'm very excited like i said i'm a huge fan yeah appreciate it and i was super excited when you said you would come out and and you took drive for me so i appreciate it it was fun it was fun it's been really good to meet you and you too yeah no i really enjoyed it all right Right now.